This right here is all the right people. All the right people. All the right people is perfect title for this. Aaron Lip, Reed Grimm, Colin Hauser, y'all. Cassie, Mr. Tom Bridwell, Adam Pickerel, Rob Fraboni, Cass Haley, and you. This was not scripted. Love it. We're doing it. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank mm. you so much for listening today. This is the Big Hope Podcast, and this is the All the Right People special series. And we're super excited to be doing this. We're here at Big Hope Farm. It's uh, what, to, what day is it today? The 19th, March 19th, March 19th. I'm not sure when this is going to be out, but so so, you know, we're right in the middle of the whole Corona thing and it's been uh, pretty, pretty crazy, right? Yeah, we're kind of we started a quarantine before it all went down totally to make this record totally. And then we just found ourselves in this amazing spot. Ladies and gentlemen, that voice you hear right now, Mm -hmm. that amazing voice, that amazing personality Mm -hmm. is my good friend (laughs) and co-creator, collaborator, Mm -hmm. uh, the amazing Mr. Reed Grimm, all the way from Minneapolis, Minnesota, otherwise known as Uncle Reed. Uncle Reed. (laughs) Um, So Reed has been a huge part of uh, the last, you know, couple years of of my uh, life and creative process and we've played gigs together and mm-hmm. I've been inspired by his music and what he does mm-hmm. and, and I've uh, Reed has been a big part of all the right people and this whole album process and stuff and today I wanted to just uh, give you some backstory and talk with Reed about you know where we met how this all happened mm-hmm. and um, you know learn a little bit about Reed in the as we go through this, as we go so, through, so 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 <laughs> so on to it. So I met Reed. Um, I met Reed during uh, it was either Project Earth or Shangri La. Yeah, probably two thousand and fourteen. Fourteen. Two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen. Um, it's funny on all of these podcasts. Yeah, I've been like, I, I should have got the dates down. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I know done it's, the it's research. yeah. I just should have done the research, but you know, it's been it's been years. <laughs> yeah, we met, and that is uh, there's a there's a music group of people, a collective that do music festivals just south of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole Wookie Foot uh, band and tribe, Mark Murphy, JoJo, mm-hmm. and they Harmony Park. they got the credit for bringing so many different people together. And you were one of the people that I was introduced from that whole family. Mm-hmm. I've fallen in love with so many people. And you're one of the people that I've fallen in love with there. Um, so, so since then, uh, Reed and I have, you know, played a lot of stages together and collaborated and done some traveling and just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's been a cool, uh, friendship that we've developed and stuff. And, uh, you know, for the most, the, the first time I saw Reed play, actually the first time I heard Reed play, I was in a tent camping and I'd heard about Reed Grimm, but I hadn't met Reed Grimm. I just heard about him and, and how there was some similarities with what we had been through in our careers and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, all I heard was him beatboxing late at night. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was behind the stage and I was just like, I wish this would end. <laughs> 
I wish that the beatboxing would end because I wanted to go to sleep. I think it was like, get it out of my sphere. I I didn't have a camper, so I couldn't. I didn't have (laughs) earplugs. And anyways, after that, meeting Reed and seeing Reed play, I was completely... um, hypnotized by his mm. embodiment of music and groove and mm. you know when I when I when I watched him play I was like you know my dad my dad used to really say you know stake your claim like when you're playing when you're playing it be a part of it be in it stake your claim with it yes. and you really you yes. really you know exemplified hey. that that hey. was like the thing that I noticed that was to me um you know was was sort of the first thing I noticed was just how in it you mm. were as far as the groove was concerned and then yeah. i heard you sing and i was like oh my goodness he's such a has such a soulful voice mm. and uh, and then all the you know as you start as i met you you know just all the knowledge that you have about music and your mm. your musical education and everything that you got it really seems like you have um everything that you need you oh, know man. it's like you've got the school and you understand music but you also have the soul mm. and the embodiment it seems like you've got your ten thousand hours in a long time Ago, you know, there's you, so many things so, to put your 10,000 hours so in. So, yeah. how did you get your 10,000 hours in? So, where did okay. where did the musical journey start for you, man? Okay, I definitely had an incredible upbringing within music. My parents met in a show band in the 70s, in like 73, 74. Uh, they fell in love, got married, had kids, and then as they had kids they just added us to the show this is you know i've been sort of like sort of like what we're trying to do uh yeah with evan and nola yeah exactly it's so funny you know like this is definitely definitely the the journey that i've had and i've this question uh, always gets asked you know it's like how did it start and it's like this is actually how it started just what an incredible opportunity as a child to be not only not only like empowered by empowered people expressing themselves, you know, and forging their own path, but also given the opportunity to do, do it myself to, to giving you that power yeah, of, you, of creativity and being able to have performance and sort of, and not only that, but yeah, but also being on stage, just like, Hey, here's the empowerment, but here's an opportunity to actually step into that. And, you know, and that, so you were on stage by the time you were what? Two. Two. Yeah. Two years old. What a, were you doing as a two-year-old on stage? A, you know, singing the alphabet song. Yeah. The old alphabet <laughs> song. Um, you know, but then, you know, graduated to uh, to zippity-doo-dah. Yeah. Yeah. And then your mama don't dance and your daddy don't rock and roll. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I got you. I feel good. Uh so you were James singing, Brown. you were leading songs, leading songs, you know, as a, like a two, three, four, five year old, yeah. just, and they, they were like, you know, just do you. It was, it was never, Oh, you need to do it this way. You need to do it that way. It was just go be you. You're fun. You're a little kid having fun. Yeah. This is the most entertaining thing of the whole show. Totally. <laughs> it's just like their fees definitely went up once you guys were born. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the, probably the popularity grew too. Right. It's just an itty bitty kid just having fun. You know, it's hard not to just love that. So you started on stage leading songs with the family. Yeah. So when did you, when did you start playing instruments? 
Uh, yeah, I started, I uh, took piano lessons, started <clears throat> maybe when I was like nine, nine, something like that. And, uh, you know, just getting my hands on it. And I had messed around on the piano, but actually got lessons looking at sheet music and figuring it all out. And then from there, took those lessons. And then when I was in middle school, uh, I started percussion. Uh, actually, for my 12th birthday, my mom got me a, a Ludwig, uh, old Ludwig rockers kit that cool. she got from someone. I don't even know who it was, but all of a sudden it was in the in the garage and every day after school. And you guys, you guys were, um, you're from Wisconsin, correct? Yes. Ellsworth, Ellsworth, Wisconsin, the cheese curd capital. Cheese curd capital. What's the, what's the population of Ellsworth? Uh, well, it's 2020, so a new census has a uh, is happening when you were growing up but though. when i was growing up it was like 20 i want to say 2400 oh 2800 so it's it's real small yeah yeah, yeah. you know so, but it's so the, paris texas is like the big city compared to elsewhere oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know we had you know we had one stoplight uh we had a dairy queen and man when subway came to town oh that was that was a big deal we felt right? like we were on the map <laughs> yeah but now there's a big Donald's. Oh. Now I don't know what life is. Yeah, you know, it doesn't it's a different world. It's a completely different world. So you started playing drums in middle school. From yeah. there, like, um, where did, where did, where did your music take you? Did you were you ever <laughs> able to be in bands in in school, or were you pretty much consumed, um, like in your teenage years, were you pretty much just wrapped up in the family group and the touring and stuff, or did you? Were you a part of like other musical collaborations growing up? Okay, so when I turned six, my parents actually divorced. Okay. Yeah, they split. And so then I stayed with my mom, and my dad went and traveled and did his thing, uh -huh. which is amazing. But I kind of had more of a traditional public school. Okay. I went to private elementary you stopped, school. You stopped, really stopped touring with yeah. the family. Yeah, right, at six. Um, but then That's still, funny, right? Yeah. You know... I retired from touring <laughs> at the age of six. <laughs> at the age of six, ripe age of six. Uh, yeah, so did that, but then, yeah, did private elementary school, Catholic elementary okay. school, and then public middle school, and so then was in band, And but I really got into jazz, really started playing jazz and got into the big band, and it just hooked me. It's one of my favorite things to, uh, one of my favorite things of all time to uh, play drums in a big band with, you know, you have full trumpet section, sax mm -hmm. and trombones, and you just set up. You know, you just set them up. Yeah. It's so fun. So that did that in middle school, high school, um, was also in a, I started a band, a band with uh, some friends in high school, that we end the name ended up being oxide oxide oh <laughs> yeah yeah it's sort of like some of my first band names remedy Ooh. remedy was one of the yes. names and then uh well, let's see what's what's some other uh the, the ragamuffins oh those are some of my early band names nice. so so what at what age did was oxide formed? oxide that was in the days of corn and oh, so that, yeah. that was, uh, I was like a freshman in freshman, sophomore in high school. So that would have been like around 2000. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. But then that band 
we'd we had like one maybe two shows but then was in a band called awkward silence awkward silence yeah. awkward silence what with kind the, of group was that that was a trio uh guitar bass drums and uh the guitarist uh ended up marrying my cousin uh he ended up yeah his name's caleb holly oh yeah caleb Huge, holly. yeah dude what a what a badass dude super badass yeah he's yeah, great man. exactly I'm a, I'm a huge fan yeah and so we were in a band called awkward silence which you introduced me to him yeah there know? it is and then after that i went down the rabbit hole of the caleb, caleb holly rabbit hole what yeah. a what a soulful funny deep yep all at the same time like yep. his videos are all funny but you can tell like he's like deep soulful dude uh-huh uh, but he always has some kind of like sort of you know, comedy vibe thing going on with his videos. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's a good approach, you know, to have levity within right. it all, you know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta have what has come to me as the essential laugh. So Caleb grew up in the same city as you? No, actually, uh, a couple, couple towns over Hudson, Wisconsin, which is much bigger. I don't know the population there, but it's basically a suburb of the Twin Cities. I heard some rumors that you grew up with some other uh, pretty incredible musicians and were involved growing up and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, so there, there, there are. I heard, sure. I heard, uh, I heard a rumor about Mr. Theo Katzman. Oh, so where did you meet Theo Katzman from Wolfpack? Theo, and, yeah, and all those dudes. Like, where, guess where, guess where I met him? Harmony Park. Oh, for real? Yeah, I met him at Harmony Park. He was in a band called My Dear Disco, which was this incredible electro pop dance band that had amazing songs. They had an image. They had a brand. Uh, I was in a band, Shoeless Revolution, um, and we were setting up on the main stage, and they were playing on the side stage, and it was just like music that never gets performed at Harmony Park. And we're like, who the hell? is this so yeah. we quick set up we go over and they each each one of them there was like seven of them in the band joey dosick was also in the band okay and uh they each one of them had a different color scheme going on they all had headbands and each one of them had on the shirt was like a different piece of a stereo like a play button pause uh you know fast forward yeah. all that and so they're they're crushing we're like damn love this band we go to set up and we go to play, and then as we're playing, I look out in the audience and I see some of the members watching us, and they're digging it. And then afterwards, uh, I hear from Theo and the other guys. Uh, so some of the some of the members came and watched us, and then they went back. And Theo was actually still on the side stage while we were playing, and some of the band members went up to him and was like, "Man, you got to check out this drummer." And and then Theo's like, yeah, and the singer and the, the the member was like, it's the same guy. Like, what? <laughs> That's awesome. So then we ended up connecting then because he's a singing drummer as well. And yeah. so we really. So was really he singing and playing drums in that group? No, he was playing guitar. He's playing guitar. Playing guitar. Dude, he plays everything, right? Dude, dude is everything. Yeah, he is wacko. <sighs> good. Man. Yeah, he blows my mind. Just what a there's not a lot of people like he's probably one of my like he's probably one of my favorite like like talents that I've heard in the last like 10 years as far as somebody where everything that I watch that he does. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sitting around listening to him all the time, but but I could because everything I hear 
is so good. It's, it's so, so good, and it's it's, and it's so soulful and so song song centered, and the playing is just such so good. It's just uh, it's really great. It really, really is. So, you've had I mean, and there's 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 so much to talk about, and there's so you've you've got so many amazing people in your life, mm-hmm. and I know from all your friends and stuff, and um, I wish we had a bunch more time, and we will. We'll do we this will. again. There'll Absolutely. be volume two. Oh sure. So like scratching to talk about, you know, moving forward, like moving on to like all the right people mm-hmm. and you being involved in this project. Um, you you're you've been a huge part in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're playing drums on the album. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been arranging these songs together. You've co-written a few of the songs as well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, even some of your personal stories are involved mm-hmm. in, in some of these tunes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so what has the experience been like for you, you know, being involved in this project? Oh man. It's like all the right people is perfect, perfect title for this. Cause being, being in a creative experience where you have the, the fire, like the seed, the spark of the intention, which is you bringing like I, I think I heard someone talk about like comparing you to Steve Jobs. I was comparing Ca- I was comparing Cassie to Steve Jobs. Oh yeah. Oh, that's it. You know, of but, like, you know, really utilizing people's strengths to come through and and you know, depending on a project on the project whatever it is, it's like what is the intention of said project and I because this project is music and it's heartfelt and it's it's not just music, not bubblegum music, just to money grab. Yeah. You know, it's just you can you can write songs to make money specifically that you know there's formulas and sonic sounds and things and all that stuff. But this is much deeper, much more organic. We didn't use a click. You know, we really listened to each other. We didn't use headphones. We're all recording in the same room. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that, you know, for Boney, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rob for Boney. Gee. That's what he brings to the situation is yeah. encouraging those kind of methods. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it just, it's more human. It's bringing the human back into the music, you know, where it's music is now so easily accessible and it's easily made on, you know, everyone has a, computer and home studio and so it's these you can just get these stock sounds and beats and clicks and it can just be really just streamlined it's easy to lose the life out of it too you know and it's amazing when people are able to 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 make records like that that do have life because it happens yeah it's just it's just uh it's a different thing you know and it's uh i've always um I'm I'm so excited that you're a part of this whole thing yeah. and you really helped bring the whole thing together mm. and uh it's 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 an honor to work with somebody who's as talented as you but also is is as humble and as open as you are mm. and it's really it really like you 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 have a very very special um you know group of qualities that aren't in in a lot of people where somebody's as talented as you is usually not as open and a team player like you are you mm-hmm. know what i mean so it's been really it's been really wonderful having you here we felt tons of support by everything that you've done mm-hmm. and um i can't wait wait for people to hear your writing your arranging your playing mm-hmm. on this whole thing and just just looking forward to you know zipping this project up today and yeah. Man, if if I have one last question for you because mm. we're running out of time. Yeah. So 
give me three words that sort of describe the album. Just any three words. Any three words? Any three words to describe the album. Mm. First things that come. Intentional. Connected. <laughs> One more. One more? <laughs> How can you do it? Ex true expression. Deep incarnated truth. Just fucking. Intentional. Oh, excuse my language. Connected. Grounded. Expression. Expression. Grounded. Yeah. Grounded. Grounded. We got four. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's it. Read. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Thank you for being a part of this. I love you. I'm honored and can't wait to, you know, just keep on co-creating and what is it? Currently, Currently creating. creating. That's what we're doing. Yeah, it's coming. You don't know, but it's coming. It's actually it's coming. already happening. It's here. It's here. We are currently creating this podcast. <laughs> Brother, I love you so much. I Thank you so you. much for being a part of this. Thank you guys for listening to the Big Hope Podcast, All the Right People. Woo. Everybody read Grimm. We'll see you next time. Thanks a bunch. Goodbye. Woo.